everybody, and welcome to this episode of Turkish TV Time. Today we're talking about Love 101 Season 2, Episode 8, which is the series finale, not just the season finale. Um, so excited to talk about it. They gave us a really thorough wrap-up, and all the loose ends were closed. So I'm looking forward to talking about it. I feel like it was a good solid episode um probably the best ending we've gotten on the show so far mm -hmm. so very very reassuring from love 101 definitely as yeah i know you had some tea how's the tea surviving it's down to its last drops but i can say i still have some i have wow. some green tea that's awesome um, we are recording at ass o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I am not a morning person. Eski is an incredible morning person. And Sophia forgot to wake up. So we're all doing <laughs> so here we are. today. <laughs> so here we are. So now I am going to muddle through doing the recap without our illustrious recapper, Sophia. Guilt trip, Sophia. Hi, Sophia. Can't believe you missed this, <laughs> Sophia. Um... Whose idea was this, Sophia? <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so here we go. So we see uh, Ellie's family packing up for Vienna. Um, she is angsty. She steals the landline and sneaks out to go see Osman on the Camondo stairs. And they, honestly, she looks like his daughter. And then they <laughs> embrace and they kiss. And she says, please find out a way for me not to go. And he says, no, it's better if you go. And so she goes, the end. Um, then let's see. Oh, we get a practice exam montage with dramatic orchestral music, which was great. Kerem and Borgio are back at school. And once they post the results of the practice exam, everyone starts freaking out. Exable boy is like on the ground having a panic attack, bad. <laughs> and Kerem makes a really great speech and he's just like, anarchy, yay, let's go. And so they have a riot and it's pretty cool. Um, giant it's riot. It's great to cut over from a practice test montage to a revolt montage. It was a, yeah. it was a great it was a great move. It was the more montages the better in my opinion. <laughs> um, there's slow mo. That there's that durian durian French song. It's great. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, it does straight up looked like. Um, Liberty leading the people like that painting <laughs> where yeah. it's the French Revolutionary painting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was great. They were really in their element. Karim saves Nedjdet from the mob in order to prevent the students from doing something bad. Because he's Kemad, like, right? Did you see the right? What'd you say? I I I, I might have misheard you. I thought you said Kerem. I was gonna say Oh Kemal, Kemal, yes. Yeah. I'm sure I said it wrong. Um so. Yes, Kamal saves him because uh, Kamal is the best. I was initially I was like, "What are you doing?" But then it was fine. <laughs> Let's see. Okay, so because of the riot, Nejda is fired. Ashuk is back. Uh, Sans purple streak, and 
we learned some more about the adults then. So we learned that Osman uh, bought a place in Vienna, but has never called Elif. He just kind of stalks around Vienna that hoping to run into her. Super weird. <laughs> Classic Osman. <laughs> Sinan is an extremely attractive writer uh, oh, who yeah. looks younger than boy actor Sinan. <laughs> <laughs> and um, he's uh, also owns uh, Yala, not a shik. Although we then learned that they're married. So I, I, I high key thought that they were married to other people. And I was so confused. And I was like, oh, wait, they're married <laughs> to each other. <laughs> yeah, it, it was really um, pretty wild plot twist that um, yeah. we'll talk about. But yes, <laughs> um, let's see. Sinan finally makes it to the party of old people not old people you know what I mean and <laughs> yeah. um oh and then there's a flashback to a similar gathering but when they were kids and Kerem uh kind of really messes up and angrily tells everybody that Sinan is homeless and that Sinan almost died um in like a very accusatory way definitely not the best way to handle that and then they get into a pretty chill but huge fight I guess is yeah. the best way to describe it yeah it was weird it was weird that like you said it didn't feel that heated but the consequences were enormous and almost permanent uh, yeah weird yeah very odd um and they decide that they're all bad for each other and that they should never uh interact ever ever again so <laughs> just you know your normal conversations with your friends yeah (laughs) especially for teenagers like yeah it's like good one all we would talk about is like where we were gonna goof off next not nothing (laughs) like oh my god that was way too serious um especially since they had just succeeded in their plans but yeah um and then do do do do uh Okay, so then we get them all kind of like moving on without each other in their high school lives. So Sinan asks Kemal for help renting an apartment. It's adorable. It's, wow, I can't believe I didn't say this because we already did the history section. It's the, absolutely the spinoff I want to see yeah. when we do the underdog sports movie. Sinan is going to be Kemal's like son slash maybe assistant or something. Oh, yeah, I like yeah. that. Except he's well, going to be really bad at coaching basketball, so he's just going to, like, quote literature at the players. Maybe he's, like, their them. academic advisor, you know? How oh, you have to yeah. yeah help the basketball players pass their classes. Yeah, yeah, does yeah. the homework for them. <laughs> <laughs> and Kemal's price for helping Sinan is that he take the exam. So we know that Sinan's going to take the exam. Um, Paris is here. He's fine. I know you're all worried about that, but Paris yeah. is absolutely good to go, which is yeah. great. Loves the new apartment. Everyone takes the exam and everyone gets in the top hundred people in the country. Which is insane. <laughs> it's insane. It's completely insane. They're all geniuses. <laughs> yeah. Getting even like top 100,000 is a huge accomplishment. And they're, yeah. they're like For landing sure. top hundred. <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, that montage was wild. We can talk about it, but the way they had to look for their numbers in the newspaper, that's... Yeah, I didn't, I mean, it was obviously, the, it makes sense because there's no, like, how else are they going to let them know? Right. Um, I guess other than mailing them a letter, but that's a hell of a lot of mail right. versus just like printing in the newspaper that everyone gets. But yeah, crazy. Okay, and then Kerem, Edda, and Osman all band together, but not together. They all separately do something to sabotage the sale of Sinan's Yala. Yeah. So that was kind of funny. I guess they were all there at different times. And so that's how we learned that the parents never sold and then it went to Sinan and Sinan and Ushuk own it. Um, then we see Ushuk go and find Sinan. So she's disobeying their final fight commandment and they move in together. It's very cute. And Sinan's a hipster. Sinan is Ushuk's a, kind of a beanie. trying to be punk. Ushuk is punk. <laughs> yes. It's, it's there's some style choices. and then um we learned that keval was the principal of the school borju was i guess the vice principal which i definitely have some issues with yeah this does not seem very ethical yeah i also feel like borju should have been the principal and yeah be the vice principal but whatever it's fine yeah it's cute they're retiring the students absolutely adore them and we get a very rushed explanation of the pilot episode where oh, Edna yeah. says that she spends time with her kid, her cousin's children. It is. Yeah. I laughed at that at like the last two minutes. Yeah, the they were like, we're going to slip this in. We know you're going to tell tell on us if we don't. They know about the um, podcast. That's why they know that we're here watching every loose end. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Osman hands out some hazelnuts. We watch a napkin fly out over the Bosphorus, and when it returns, we've got our favorite actors into the adults' clothing, and uh, they all have a great time, and then Osman calls Elif, and she answers, and that is the end of Love 101, the show. So cute. I know. Love that ending where they I know the adult outfits. Oh, okay. What a stuck landing. now we're going to move on into the gossip slash banter section slash spilling. I will say Sammy, good job. Esky's good job on the recap. Oh, thank you, Esky. Yeah. You know, it was, it was kind of a last minute uh, position <laughs> that I got handed here, but I take Killed good it. notes. <laughs> yes. So my last drop of tea is for the tea section, like you said. Um, yeah. I, I found, I guess for me, the only like really, I mean, there, there's stuff to discuss, of course, but like the only thing I really had issues with was the friend breakup scene where they were all like, it just escalated. It, it like didn't escalate emotionally in terms of like yelling and stuff, which it felt like it should have if they were all going to ultimately decide to never see each other again. Yeah. So it didn't feel emotionally like it was going that direction. Then all of a sudden they just decided to part ways after like you said being so successful in their time together yeah um so it was just like I don't know it was weird I I don't know if I want I guess I probably wanted them to have more of a meltdown about it 
it would have been more realistic, honestly, to just show them drifting apart post post grad. That always happens. Like how many I, there, I can count on one hand how many friends from high school I still talk to regularly. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's a natural part of growing up, and it's sad, but it happens to everyone. And I think it's super relatable. Um, you know, Istanbul's a huge city. Even if they all got into schools within Istanbul, if you don't have a car or like a lot of time to get from point A to point B, you're not going to meet up with your friends who are going right. to other universities. No so. cell phones. So. No cell phones. Exactly. Yeah. And you're like, you're, you're going to get caught up in the social environment of whatever school you're at. So you're not going to like find time probably or create time to see people from your past life. So I think it would have been more natural to just let them drift apart versus the breakup convo that wasn't very convincing, but <laughs> yeah, I think that's a really good idea. I also thought that that scene was not convincing at all. I understand why they needed it, but they've done like really brutal fights between them before, like the fight where Edda picks on Kerem for being rich. Like that was pretty brutal. Like, I'm sure they could have figured out a way for them to reopen like some very personal attacks against each other and then decide that they weren't good together. By the same token for them to have like a really, really, really explosive fight they probably would have had to build up, build up to it over the course of the episode. And they clearly didn't want to spend the real estate in the episode yeah. doing that, which I yeah. understand. But again, just letting them drift apart would have not required further real estate either. <laughs> so anyway, uh, but it's, it's a minor criticism. They really did tie like every other loose end, including the housewife vibes from Edda, yeah. <laughs> which was wild. <laughs> It really was wild. I can't believe that they went back and got that one, picked that one up. And that, I, you know, really this, I think this confirms though that you, what you and Sophia have been saying that they changed what Edda's uh, adult trajectory was going to be mm-hmm. halfway through mm-hmm. production, which I like this. I like this outcome for Edda better than Housewife because now we can at least see a path for her and Kedam to get back together. Right. Since they're both like very single. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I definitely still believe that if, I think that season one of the show, they thought that adult Edda was a housewife, they thought that adult Sinan was dead, they thought that Mm -hmm. adult Ashuk was like an emotional mess. I mean, she's still wearing like a full-on sweatsuit where everybody else is like dressed up nice for their reunion. Yeah, yeah. It's so funny. Yeah. I'm I'm I love it. I'm a sucker for a happy ending. I'm so glad we got the one we did. Yeah. Um, as opposed I, to everyone being like really unhappy in their adult lives. I have to say, like my expectation going into most not TV shows necessarily because Turkish TV shows are just like so long-winded usually. I can't really see where it's gonna go um at the very end, but like for movies, like there's one that I mean spoiler alert, spoiler alert, there's a new Turkish movie on Netflix called UFO, UFO, and Ushuk is in it. She's the lead uh, girl actor. Okay. And the, and the whole time I was like, either she's going to die or the leading boy is going to die. Either she's <laughs> going to die or the leading boy is going to die. Sure enough, one of them does die. And it was <laughs> just, I didn't even, I didn't even get upset. I was like, this is exactly what I thought would happen. And I got upset from the standpoint of like, why can't they do something more creative when like my entire family and I were like, one of them's going to die. And then like mm-hmm. 15 minutes after that, we were certain of which one was going to die and we were right. <laughs> um, and then there was like a whole other like 
hour and a half of the movie left uh, to get to the point where the person we predicted was going to die finally died. Um, <laughs> so I appreciate them not doing what you described, the, all the really sad outcomes, because those are very cliche, especially like all the heavy foreshadowing that Sinan was unhappy and suicidal even. Um, I'm so glad through his friendships and his own, of course, personal, I guess, really, really effective coping mechanisms in, in some way. Cause he's not like, I don't see him going to therapy ever. So somehow right. he pulls himself yeah. out of it, which is also, I don't know if that's the right message to send because <laughs> you do need help, uh, but it's okay to need help. But anyway, um, you know, he got through it and he's happy um, and everyone else is relatively happy or they're going to be on their way to being happy now that they've reconnected. So it was a really nice tone at the end. It was so nice. And also like we get the little hint from Sinan that he and Kamal are still in touch and friends and yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that relationship. <laughs> yes. Yes. Bros for life. Really? So is Sinan's whole family dead? Like that's, that's kind of what I understood from him having the yellow, like to just both of his parents die already. And like the, the, his step-siblings didn't get anything. That's pretty, that's pretty good. I mean, hopefully, maybe they like found a will in the house or something that like. Maybe, or maybe they just like stopped being ridiculous and were like, okay, well we treat you like shit your entire childhood. So you can have this house. Yeah. I mean, maybe part of his like makeover, self makeover was like demanding that from them, which yeah. he totally in his rights too. Yeah. Yeah. Since he took care of his ailing grandfather there for right. probably years, it seems. Um, the I have to say the outfit choices were just hilarious to show like aging and like the facial hair and stuff they put. I think Kemad had ridiculous facial hair um, oh, to, to show I aging. See that. Oh, oh was yes, yes, yes. Of yeah. Kemal and Borju. Oh my God. That <laughs> yeah. was so funny. Yeah. That was really, really bad. <laughs> Borju just had like an old lady wig on top of her beautiful face and she just looked the same age wearing an old lady wig like, like you know the couple's Halloween costumes where they just like like put powder in their hair to look old and yeah like old couple so or in Kemai's case old old couple with facial hair yeah <laughs> and also like how old would they actually be at this point because they were very young so yeah I mean, so Bourjou is like the actress is like 27 in real mm -hmm. life. So I, I think her character is about that age. She's, you yeah. know, five to 10 years older than her students. And then yeah. 20 years have passed. So she's, yeah, mid 40s. Um, the actor who plays Kemad is like, I think he's 40 now. So mm -hmm. he would be like 60. They didn't look any age though when they were like made to look older they again look like themselves just yeah, like it was in really a funny. it did look yeah. like halloween like yeah. really bad halloween yeah <laughs> let me see if there was anything else oh like you said paris was so happy i'm sure you know he eventually aged and was no longer with us clearly in the 20 years in the future <laughs> scenes but his uh, at least... offspring were yeah yeah so, yeah, Much like least. the movie, uh, uh, shit. Air What's that movie with, um, oh no, why would I make that reference? Beethoven. I... No. <laughs> <laughs> Who 
Hooch, Turner and Hooch. Oh, okay. Spoilers <laughs> for Turner and Hooch. I just, I was just happy to not be subjected to an on-camera dog death. Could not handle that. Oh my God, that. I know. <laughs> on-camera uh, cancer appointments were bad enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, agreed. I'm glad that he's magically cured. I don't need any answers on that. Part. I don't need that. I don't need any clarification. Great plot hole. Yeah. Would, 10 out of 10 would recommend this plot <laughs> hole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, college exam results were insane i didn't actually catch that they were all top 100 but that is dumb as hell that they would all be top 100 i mean they, make they didn't say for the others but everyone's like oh you did it oh you got in oh you got in oh you're top 100 and i just assume yeah, they're all like, like that is not a casual thing people in the same way <laughs> also if they all got top 100 they would all be studying electrical engineering. Like there is like no other career path for you. That's like the hardest department to get into. You're taking your ass to electrical engineering. Oh my God, that'd be so funny. Oh my God, that'd be such a good spin off. All yeah, of the- they were just all forced to be electrical engineers. <laughs> electrical engineering. <laughs> uh... That'd be great. They're all like, well, we wanted to be artists and lawyers and basketball players and writers, but we're just too smart. So here we are. (laughs) (laughs) We we founded Google together. (laughs) Oh, man. Anything else? Any other tea to spill? Yes, for sure. I'm just going through my notes. During the riot, there were some really great moments. Oh. Um, my first favorite moment was Nedjdet calling the security guard <laughs> and he like guard. his hand like, hovers nope. over the phone and he's like nah, I'm just gonna drink my tea I'm enjoying yeah, it that was incredible <laughs> man hasn't been paid in god knows how many months anyway so why I know. should do anything it's incredible um and then also the kids are rioting outdoors and Borju's like sitting on a bench and they like yep. come over to her. They want to flip her bench. And she just like gets up and moves to the side. And then they flip the bench. It was so funny and cute. Yeah. Like they knew she was a good conspirator in all of this. It was, yeah, it was really one of the most, it was obviously over the top, but it was an incredibly well edited scene and had really funny moments. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just very satisfying. Also like fit well with the tone of kind of like adolescence and you know, immaturity to some degree, but also like fun. I don't know. I don't, con- I don't condone destruction like that, but Nezha kind of deserved, <laughs> kind of deserved the chaos. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, don't destroy public property. It's just yeah. going to make your school worse in the long run, but yeah, yeah. Um, very but glad also, that they nice got to see him afraid. Yeah. And got him fired. <laughs> yeah. That's, what's really important. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. So the actor that plays adult Sinan, what's he in? Because he's very oh, he, he's in the mafia show I currently watch called oh. Uchkurush. Um there's all he's he plays uh like he's a he's like I wouldn't even say he's a mob boss, he's just kind of a gangster, but he's like he's got principles, you know, like he mm. has he runs like underground uh casinos like because like gambling is not legal in Turkey so he's got like illicit that's like his form of income but um and he kills people obviously if they they're like his rivals or like they target <laughs> his family but, but um, he has a part of gold 
Yeah, he does have a heart of gold. His, he also has hair of gold. He has like horribly bleached blonde hair, but oh, it, looks really no. hot on, it looks super hot on him. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, let me, let me, uh, sorry viewers, you're not going to be able to see this, but I'm going to share my screen so Sammy can experience yes. him and all his glory on this show. His bleached glory. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> what a mop oh my god <laughs> yeah it's just such a good show um, we should do that um, I, I don't think we've mentioned this to the listeners before but we're thinking about doing like a first couple episodes of yeah. some very long Turkish shows to get you get your feet wet that would be a I good know, one this would be a good one yeah it's um it's not like a soap opera at all it's like you know very much uh, crime drama um but it's got really funny moments i mean this the character he plays is hilarious too um he has this really I, i'm not going to attempt to imitate how he laughs but he has this very off-putting laugh that it's just like when i first started to coffee off guard <laughs> and he does he does it like at least once per episode um but yeah great show he's very very hot he actually um he started out real i mean he's still young but he started out like as a teenager and he was he looks he looked completely different he lost a lot of weight um and now he's like mega like thirst trap like insta posts and stuff so (laughs) he's like very into his appearance um but yeah he's he's been several movies and stuff too uh but this show the show i was just talking about and screen sharing about is definitely what he's best known for um at the moment Unfortunately, I don't think the show the show I talked about is going to last longer than its first season, but also one season is like 30 episodes, so I think they're going to be able to tell the story from start to finish mm-hmm. um, in, in, in one season, which is good because when they stretch, especially the crime genre shows out, then the events get, and the events and rivals get so insane that it starts to lose its believability, um, so... Anyway, unless you're caught up on an ash, in which case it's absolutely it's always it's always perfect, no yes, matter what. That's correct. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, and then, oh yeah, I wanted to ask about the um, when Kedem gets his results, his dad is like finally proud of him, and they hug. Which is bullshit, because like Kedem... that's the only time his dad acknowledges him as like a human. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i agree like i i did not need emotional catharsis from that relationship like oh, yeah. i think kerem is right to disrespect his parents yeah. and like not yeah obviously he has to care what they think but like we don't need a reunion from those guys no, no. also i wish that i mean maybe it's different in turkey but in the u.s i feel like um defense attorney is like a pretty skeezy Mm-hmm. job sometimes so I kind of wish he was like a public defender or something like that yeah yeah I'm not I'm not sure how it um I, I'm, I think they do have public defenders in Turkey I, I I'm not the constitution one has undergone many changes and two yeah. I'm not well versed in what constitutional rights are in Turkey in general um but yeah it seemed, definitely seemed like he worked for a firm or he has his own firm versus like you said working for um the municipality or the state um but that's okay he's he's still 
a catch. <laughs> He's doing great. And yeah. uh, he and Edda are going to make long distance work. I believe it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Also, Edda could do her gig from Istanbul. If she's just doing graphic design, she could easily open up shop. Yeah, especially if it's supposed to be set like right now. We, yeah. we, know, we all know about remote work. Yes. We can make it happen. Yes. Yeah, I'm just so glad that they stuck the landing of the show. Yeah, like, same. Really great job. Like maybe this wasn't my favorite episode of the show, but they did such a good job wrapping it up. And we know from all the other shows we've watched for this podcast how hard that is. So. Yes. Yes. I'm just really, really happy that they didn't do anything stupid. They just stuck landing. Yes, yes. Applause. And they gave us a glimpse of our favorite actors right at the end, which like really so yeah. glad about. That was so sweet. It was. So for today's history section, we are going to be talking about spinoffs we'd like to see from Love 101, as well as potential shows that we're going to watch next. So that's exciting. Um, what do you got for spinoffs, Esgi? I mean, it's hard to not want to know like what happened to Edith, for example, all this time. I know they kind of ended the episode with, you know, uh, uh, Oh my God, Osman, wow, blanked for a second, making <laughs> making, making the phone call uh, with all of his friends, you know, eagerly crowded around him. And that was a really sweet moment. But yeah, I would love to know kind of how her life evolved. Also just in general, their adult lives. I don't think it's necessary. I think the story was really well wrapped up uh, without that. But I mean, those are some really excellent actors they got for the uh, adult versions of the kids. So I would love to see them kind of navigate life um especially now that maybe even after now that they've reconnected um but also i don't know i just really like the characters so anything to see them more i would enjoy <laughs> yeah <laughs> um all right i'll throw one out i want to see a version of west wing where oh, wow. <laughs> borju is the president and edda is like the fixer person okay or the vice president, either or. Okay. But, Yours is like, you're, you just like took the personalities and copied and pasted them into yes. an entirely <laughs> different setting. Okay. That is correct. <laughs> I, need to, I need to think more creatively then. I want to see a version of 24. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> that would be amazing. Uh, with uh, Kerem. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Or like, or like suits, but Kerem's like, law office <laughs> yeah <laughs> um i want to see breaking bad starring medjet <laughs> the story of how a good intention school principal Becomes turns an into <laughs> an evil psychopath oh man i would i'd like to see uh just like more, you know, grounded in the reality of the show. I'd like to see Burju and Kemal's just like adventures in school administration mm -hmm. in the intervening mm -hmm. years. Um, 
plus I'm sure they've got babies and stuff now so like what's going on <laughs> what's going yeah. on at home yeah I want I want the Borgia and Kamal story for sure and what was what was her awful fiance's name what's he doing Tunjai <laughs> Tunjai oh. yeah I want I want to show where he just gets beat up <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't have to have a plot just like him being like people just like fucking with him <laughs> <laughs> like Osman style plots to constantly mess him up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree with that for sure. I would like a underdog sports movie about Ooh. the school basketball team under Coach Kamal. Yeah. Preferably yeah. with Karam as the star point guard. Yep. Back on the team. The bad boy, they have to get on the team to win, but can yep. he but change he- his bad boy exactly. ways? exactly very compelling i like that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. oh sinan grown up not grown up but like in college like you know like he was when um Ushik came and found him mm-hmm. at that age deciding like plotting revenge on his parents for being awful oh no <laughs> like a like a well-executed scheme to ruin them <laughs> <laughs> No, no, I I don't want him dwelling on negative thoughts like that. Oh, I want him. I want him just coming out on top and showing them that he's, well, he's not fine because he's executing a very probably sinister plot, but he, <laughs> he remembers. He hasn't forgotten. <laughs> I'm not saying hurt them. I'm just saying like, I don't know, the dad's like, like whatever country club money he has, just like take it. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, speaking of Sidan, uh, I would I would have a famous writer Sidan returns as high school English teacher. Ooh. And his, you know, travails trying to connect with the children and he could, he could be part of the inspirational sports movie too, except then Kedam would be a kid and he would be an adult and it would be weird. But we having no, you're right. president would also be weird. So that'd be <laughs> amazing if he was if he was the well-meaning teacher that finally gets through to Kerem. Yeah. I love our very, we have very um, abstract spinoff ideas, playing with timelines, playing with country <laughs> settings. I mean, but it shows like how, how good these characters are. Like I want to see yeah. them plopped into, I want to see Ella plopped into every single TV show ever, basically. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I think I'm out of ideas though, unless, I mean, I haven't even thought of reality shows, but I don't think I want to taint these kids with reality shows. <laughs> no, no, no. Let's keep them pure. Okay. <laughs> I think I'm out also. Okay. So now we're going to talk about what our next show is going to be and kind of do a roundup of all the great Turkish shows that are now on Netflix. Yeah. Let me, let me just like give an overview of what's out there right now and then we can yeah discuss from there so in the last like month or even since like january let's let's even give it three months there's been like (laughs) four shows that have dropped um or like a new season of an existing show so kind of in chronological order the club kudup is um one whose second season it's really one long season not long even it's a mini series 10 episodes so they dropped like six episodes in I want to say like the November time frame maybe a little bit earlier and then the remaining four they dropped very early into 2022 
And that is a historical drama set in the early 1950s in the Beyoğlu neighborhood of Istanbul, um, actually at a club on um, İstiklal Caddesi, the main kind of, now it's a pedestrian thoroughfare, but back in those days, as you'll see in the show, people are actually driving down the street and there's the, the people are actually using the nostalgic tram as an actual tram. It's not nostalgic <laughs> at that point. It's actually a the most shocking part of the show. <laughs> yeah, it's actually a mode of public transportation that like normal people use. And that show tells the story of a woman who's just uh, gotten released from prison. Um, there's uh, periodically, I didn't know, I didn't realize this, periodically the government, especially in those days of so much conflict between um, ideologies, cold, you know, peak Cold War, people, people who are leftist, people who are um, right wing would get at, get into fights or even kill each other. And then there would be a lot of people in prison and the government every so often would just like release people from prison. Um, and so actually uh, the, the main character, um, oh my God, what was her name now? I'm, I, Matilda. Matilda, thank you. Matilda, um, actually was in prison for murder, but she just kind of like got out um, <laughs> with everyone else. And she's uh, of uh, Sephardic Jewish heritage. Um, so there's a lot of Ladino spoken on the show, which is like basically the preserved Spanish of the 1400s that um, the Jews expelled from the Iberian Peninsula who fled to the Ottoman Empire or who were taken in by the Ottoman Empire uh, spoke. So there's a lot of Ladino on the show. There's a lot of Jewish Turkish actors um, speaking their native language, which is super cool. A lot of music from that community. Um, and she works at this nightclub on İstiklal Caddesi. There's a whole kind of cast of characters within this nightclub. She's a very strong lead. She's got her fa whole like family history, very complex. Um, and then the show kind of, and the show culminates with the Istanbul um, pogrom, which was in September, 1955, over the course of two days, an unknown number of gr mostly Greeks, but also Armenians and Jews were killed by uh, just absolutely barbaric, very, very enraged and violent um, Turk, quote unquote, ethnic Turkish. Again, I'm, I'm of the opinion that such a thing doesn't really exist because this Turkey is such a, you know, there's so many different cultures and ethnicities mixed in Turkey, but people who view themselves as purely Turkish attacked um, these minority communities. And it was very violent and horrible, obviously. And this is the first time that the pogrom has been depicted in a piece of Turkish produced media and uh, very well done in my opinion. But anyway, it's, that's not the focus of the show, but it's, it's definitely the climax. Um, so it's, it's very, very unique, very well done, received very well by um, viewers in Israel as well, because a lot of folks, actually a lot of people up from that community left Turkey in the late 1950s after the pogrom um, out of fear. And so their you know, descendants, a lot of them are in Israel or even or in the U.S., other parts of the world. And um, my understanding is that the show was watched um, by that community across the world. So really good one. A show that's come out, that came out in the last couple weeks here in March, um, what is Midnight at the Pera Palace Hotel, uh, which is again historical. Our, our, the actor who plays Osman is the lead. 
um, oh. actually in that show and it's based on a book um a historical book not a novel um let me see who wrote that charles something charles king midnight at the Pera palace the birth of modern istanbul so the his, i haven't read the the historical book yet it came out four or five years ago um and it it has different my understanding is that it tells the story of the hotel or the history of the hotel through different famous figures who stayed there including Atatürk I believe the focus of the show is more around the time Atatürk spent there um because they didn't I don't think they tried to capture the full kind of start to end history of the hotel is my understanding of the series. Um, and there's of course, I think like a love element, you know, love story element to it and all of that. So it's definitely a dramatized, maybe slightly fictionalized version um, of the story that the book tells, uh, but it looks really good. Nonetheless, that you can tell that they, similar to the club, a lot of money was spent on making the sets look authentic to the time and the costumes and all of that. And again, really, really good actors in the cast and not the least of which of course is the guy who plays Wolfman. <laughs> <laughs> then in the last day or two a new oh. show called so I'm just finding out that the English translation is wild abandon but the oh the Turkish was Uysallar which is kind of ironic Uysal means tame or kind of like mild like a pers personality wise a, a very well-behaved, calm, tame person would be someone who you'd call Uysal. So the show in Turkish is called Uysallar, meaning a group of such individuals. It's ironic because as soon as you watch the trailer, which is all I've seen of it, I haven't watched any part of the show, but in the trailer, you can see that these people are very much not tame. Um, it's a very dysfunctional, I think very wealthy family kind of gave me initially watching the trailer uh succession vibes but it's not Ooh, definitely okay. not by the end of that not, not, not by the end of the trailer but initially just seeing like how rich and how dysfunctional they are the focus uh, i don't know the main character's name uh but the main character is the son of the patriarch uh, looks to be probably the oldest child in the family um he sneaks he kind of has he has a nervous breakdown early in the trailer and then somehow to prevent himself from, you know, having for future breakdowns, he realizes he needs an outlet and his outlet becomes like kind of this punk subculture. Um, like he literally wears like a colorful mohawk and like crazy outfits and stuff. Like he kind of moonlights as an anarchist, like punk person. Huh. Um, when in real life, he's just like this very, uh, seems like kind of a, I mean, definitely, part of a dysfunctional family, but he himself seems like not a very strong personality. Um, so I'm not really show, sure where the show's going. It looks like they get into some serious trouble and there's violence, but <laughs> I have no idea what direction the show's ultimately gonna go. It looks absolutely wild. Um, and it's set in modern times. So it would be an interesting change from kind of all the, we, I guess love, you know, love 101 is not technically that historical. It's only the nineties, but um, definitely, the club and the Pedopolis show are very much like early to mid 1900s. So mm -hmm. this is a different flavor for sure. So yeah, there's a lot going on on Netflix right now. Um, wow. Yeah. We have a lot of options. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I like, um, personally, I'm in favor of doing 
the club next just because we know it's done like they're not gonna it's not gonna continue Mm -hmm. so you know it's it's a nice feeling similar to love 101 like how we knocked out I mean we took a break but like now we know it's done and we covered the full thing I'm not sure if Penopolis is self-contained in one season or if there's a possibility of it being extended I know that like I said I'm pretty sure this this first season focuses more on Atatürk's time in the hotel um mm-hmm. and I know the book covers like pretty much all the pers- famous or notable personalities that came through its doors so I you know it seems like a natural way that they could extend it is by focusing on different events from a different year in an mm-hmm. upcoming season um but I just I haven't heard anything so I don't know that it's done and then I have no idea about wild abandon um <laughs> what what the hell's going on there what they're planning <laughs> what the hell's going on there with the name yeah yeah <laughs> yeah unclear uh, unclear how they settled on that as the tra- as the best translation um <laughs> i guess we'll see <laughs> um yeah i would also like to do the club um i've been watching it for my turkish class so i am gonna have I'm going to know what's going on. We're only yeah. on episode six right now, but I'm oh, assuming okay. yeah. we'll get through it. Yeah. But yeah, I think it'll be really interesting, really good history section. So we can talk about yeah. uh, different parts of Istanbul's history and Turkey's history. I think it'll be really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Sophia also agrees. Yes. Sophia <laughs> in absentia. So uh, yes. she doesn't get a vote. <laughs> okay. So now we're going to move on into our favorite and final section, which is WTF, Sultan of Success, and Fatma's hit list. (laughs) Oh, man. Um, WTF, my first one that we haven't talked about is uh, Adif's family trying to transport all of their furniture from their like multi-level house to Vienna. Like, do you, will you really have that kind of room with your zero dollars of income <laughs> in Vienna? <laughs> like, where is this? Like, why do you, what kind of a house are you renting that will have space for all this shit? Also, yeah. like, get a furnished apartment like a normal person on doing an international <laughs> move. Um, so that was weird. Also, like, makes me think that um, the dad just stole like pocketed money <laughs> throughout his time as a public servant like I don't understand where all where their general wealth comes from to begin with I mean um, I guess it was right that he was fired because he was embezzling or taking bribes yeah, he must have been. yeah yeah um yeah Ezgi and I actually went to Vienna together which was such a fun trip and from our very limited exposure to Vienna apartments I have to assume that they're yeah, very small expensive. because it's a very expensive and pretty dense city so yeah I don't think Elif is getting paid to go to piano school I don't think so if anything she's paying so that means that they're not making money and also spending probably a lot of money right for her education well hopefully they uh come from wealth or something because I'm very confused about how that's working yeah 
I mean, I think it's fair to assume the embezzling thing because he was such a bad administrator too. Um, but yeah, poor poor Edith getting dragged out there into the cold Europe yeah. vibe. Vienna is dope though. I'm sure she yeah. enjoyed it. Yeah, that's true. Okay, I have, I'm sorry to do this. I don't want to be that person, but for you listeners, I'm going to be. Um, why the fuck did Ashuk never celebrate another birthday? Yeah, Seems like she has a great life with the yeah. man that she loves, and it's the change in tone. It's the change in tone <laughs> that they, you know, suddenly did between the two seasons. Yeah, everyone's, which I'm very happy about because that melodramatic yeah. stuff was like really crazy. Yeah, she was she was supposed to like have never reconnected with her teenage love because he died and because and then like Ken I was supposed to be in jail and all that horrible shit and Osman's like a farmer <laughs> but they changed the tone completely so now like you said that comment was ridiculous yep but I'm glad so thank you for that they should they should have thrown they should have thrown in a like similar to the Eda clarification they should have thrown in a last second clarification of the Ushik birthday yeah. drama but like enter clothing <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's like I never celebrate another birthday because I forgot when my birthday is. <laughs> <laughs> and I always wear a sweatsuit because that's my style now. <laughs> I went from punk rock to I'm a sweatsuit designer. <laughs> yeah. And uh... <laughs> oh man, I don't think we ever learned what she does, right? No, I don't know. Sweatsuit designers as good an assumption as any. I, I think, think we should they... go with that. Yeah. Yeah, me too. <laughs> she had quite a few style iterations over the course of the show. So I feel like that that makes sense. Something she was thinking about. Yeah. <laughs> I have like a bigger what the fuck, which Ooh. like I am not taking issue with the show. I love how it ended. Great job. Don't change it. But of all the couples, what the fuck to Ashik and Sinan being the one that get to be together forever because yeah. Kerem and Edda are obviously the best couple yes. and I would like them to have happily ever after yeah from high school on it seems kind of out of character for like because like Edda was like sneaking around and like prevented the sale of the Yelda for example um it just seems out of character for her to have not tracked down Kerem and made amends because they're like I would say Kerem and Sinan, like maybe not talk, speaking to each other again because of how Kedam, like you were saying in the recap, like sort of unfairly outed Sinan and yeah. kind of loaded the blame on him, even though he was clearly the victim of his circumstances. Mm-hmm. Um, like I would definitely buy Sinan not wanting to associate with Kedam for years and then like now, you know, making amends. But for Eda to not track Kedam down it's like very surprising especially since like she didn't get married it was not I mean I'm sure she had relationships but like I don't know it just seems less out of character for her to do something like that versus like Ushuk um because Ushuk was always like wanting Sinan to make the first move um and blaming right. him whenever he didn't open up about his problems like right, the, right. the man has enough shit going on he doesn't have to explain <laughs> his shit to you um so anyway I agree with you that it's surprising that only one couple worked out like from their youth onward but hopefully Kedem and Eda have and and um Edith and Osman now have a chance 
yeah i still don't care about <laughs> the second couple there but yes uh, really rooting he, for... he doesn't well we don't know what adif looks like but i'm hoping they no longer look like father and daughter yeah hopefully because <laughs> when they were on the stairs and he's like in the suit and she's like in a little skirt i was like oh my god he's picking yeah, her up from and, school. He, and, and he's like twice her height <laughs> yeah yeah yeah yeah I know. I was like, oh, don't kiss. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But that's okay. I, I get it. Like Ashokan Sidon was kind of the the almost the heart of the show in a way. Yeah. Because yeah. that's what she was like innocent and like whatever, even though she wasn't really by the end of the show, but like initially she was like the pure child. Mm-hmm. Um and then Sidon was so just broken by his family. Yeah. Um I haven't I had a WTF for like why Adakira and Osman didn't even like RSVP to Ushuk and Sinan's wedding. Like again, going back to the breakup fight, like did not seem severe enough. To... It didn't. And they all like care about each other so much at this point. Yeah. Like I really feel like they would have gone to the wedding. I agree. Yeah. Cause that wedding was like multiple years after the breakup fight. So even at that point, like the wounds from that fight should not have been so deep that they didn't want to at least show up at the wedding but whatever <laughs> it's fine it all worked out yeah they're doing great we're they've doing great lost, they've just lost two decades of like cute friendship moments and it makes me sad <laughs> yeah yeah yeah but that's okay i guess they had to grow up separately so they can yeah. come back Find together each other again. yeah um Elif's definitely going to be moving to Istanbul. I have no doubt. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, Edda, yeah. Edda, sorry. I yeah. guess both. Edda could too. Yeah. yeah. Or, I mean, you can have Istanbul as your home base and just tour as a yeah. pianist, I assume. I don't know. I don't know how these things work. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Sultan of Success? I mean, I have to. The show, yeah. Specifically, I think Sinan, just because. He wasn't planning to take the test. He took the test. He did well on the test. He asked for help. Mm-hmm. And from that point on, you know, st- I guess he studied and got into writing and got the girl, all that stuff, like just worked out very well. And yeah. he, you know, got to just be a very balanced and happy individual now. <laughs> yeah, true. He is a sultan of success. Yeah, I, I'm totally into that. I think the show also like yes, the show in and of itself. Two sure. seasons of great character development, um, fun times, and they wrapped it all up at the end. Like, what more yeah. could you ask for from a show? Truly, truly nothing, nothing more. <laughs> um, Fatma's hit list. <sighs> always nudged it, but I don't know who else. <laughs> always nudged it. It's true. I mean, Adif's parents. <laughs> they suck. <laughs> what about? uh Kemal and Borju's wigs oh yeah <clears throat> more like immediate visceral reaction for sure though mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> all right then I guess we're done wow. so thank you all so much for listening congratulations to the show for such a successful wrap-up um next we will be talking about Kuloop or the club on Netflix. So check it out if you haven't. Highly recommend. I think it's really interesting. It'll be really interesting to talk about. It's definitely a very different vibe from Love 101. Yeah. Um, very serious. So it should be a great time. Please join us and check out all of our other seasons 
of TV that we've covered. Thank you all so much for listening and we'll talk to you guys again next time. Thank you.